1: Different. Have you noticed?
2: Have you noticed?
1: We'll give you a second. Yeah.
2: Episode 135 is here.
1: You know, it is all odd numbers, 135. I guess that makes this an odd week. Odd week. It is.
2: <sighs> I, we might as well introduce ourselves. I am Megan Nivald, head okay. of media here at Security Token Market.
1: And I am her No, I'm John <laughs> Pittman. I work with Security Token Advisors. You also see me on a bunch of videos everywhere. So I'm here. Welcome to the Security Token Show.
2: We are hosting this week in place of Kyle and Herwig.
1: But with that said, if you are watching this episode, that means that we have survived Bitcoin weekend. So many events, so many things happening all throughout the week. And, but this one was different because there was an NFT weekend that started and that took us through the week of events. And then now we have concluded Bitcoin Conference weekend. And with that, let's let's head to the top five, Meg.
2: All right. Well, our number one piece of news, rightfully so, is that it is Bitcoin Week. There's a lot of news surrounding this. So, I mean, we kicked off Bitcoin Week with Mayor Francis Suarez unveiling um, a laser-eyed bull statue at the conference itself. Um, This was meant to symbolize Miami being self-proclaimed the world's capital of crypto. And uh, Suarez also stated that the Miami Bull is symbolic and powerful addition to our city's landscape. Its presence further reaffirms the strength of Miami's position on the financial world stage. The future of finance is here in Miami. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, it's it's a very big bull, by the way. It's like three thousand pounds, like eleven feet. But it's just crazy. This conference it brought so many people into the city. Hundreds of speakers. A couple of keynote speakers. They had Kevin O'Leary, Dave Portno from Boston Sports.
2: Yeah, I met him. No,
1: I bet. And then, not to not to burst anybody's bubble, but they were actually against Bitcoin a couple of years ago, and now they're actually speaking at the conference. So it just lets you know just how this technology is really just starting to shape up everybody's, uh, I guess, mindset. But I mean, you also had Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Yang. But honestly, if you had a blockchain project then you probably need to be in the city because networking is key. And with that said, Miami is always like this, though. Every single day. It's not just this week. It's not just this weekend. It's not just this month. But every single day, there are some brilliant minds that you can meet going out to restaurants, uh, meeting out at bars, meeting out at museums, the beach, wherever. So with that said, that brings us into article number two of the week. And
2: a very special one.
1: So Bloomberg pretty much the, the the Bible of the public markets. They actually wrote an article detailing what's happening in the city. It's called, uh, Miami is hosting the world's biggest crypto party. So, like I said, while on the surface you think it's the party, like the typical days, a guy with half his shirt unbuttoned, you sweating with a gold chain. No, it's a bunch of people just having a good time, living the best life, because Miami is voted the happiest city and also the fittest city. So yeah. these people are really enjoying it here. So in that article, they uh, it was authored by Michelina and Nathan. They actually stopped by the office. They got a couple of quotes from uh, Kyle Herwig. I'm yeah, kind they of them met too. the
2: they met the team and uh, included some photos in there, which are is awesome. So definitely check that out.
1: They they met a, a few people around the city that are all in the blockchain space. Amazing article, and it really does uh, kind of bring home the fact that Miami is uh, the crypto hub.
2: I feel like there was a quote that sums it up really well. Um, we are literally taking the gravitational centers of America. In finance, it was New York. and tech, it was Silicon Valley. And we're basically yanking it down and making it Miami. Suarez um, told visitors and longtime residents. So that's powerful.
1: It's just a bunch of brilliant collaborators collaborating. But uh, Megan, what, what do we have for number three?
2: Number three, we have news from INX and Stoker. Uh, during the conference... The Luxembourg-based fintech company, Stoker, uh, they specialize in the tokenization of corporate assets, announced the partnership with INX. Um, and if you remember in 2021, I believe May, INX closed its STO fundraising. Uh, it was the first operation approved by the U.S. financial regulator, the SEC, raising around 85 million dollars from more than 7,200 investors. So it was huge news. And so now they've partnered up kind of merging, you know, European and uh, US markets. Uh, It's, and nonetheless, they announced it during the Bitcoin conference. So that definitely takes number three spot. And actually we hosted Arnab and Tobias of Stoker as well as Douglas of INX uh, in the office here this week. Kyle talked to them for a bit, so definitely check that out on YouTube.
1: That interview is live right now, right? It's live right now, yeah, yes. So
2: definitely check that out. And then I went to the Bitcoin conference to deliver a trophy because they were voted the company of the year 2021 on the security token show by Kyle and Herwig. So that was definitely... Um, super exciting to deliver that trophy. I'll drop the photo in there. I got yeah. to hang out with the team for a bit at, you know, Bitcoin 2022. Um, but yeah, that takes number three. And John, well, a lot going on, you know, right now out of the EU and the US. Right. So
1: Well, I mean, the EU, actually, I have some news from them. So in Switzerland, the EDSX, or the European Digital Assets Exchange, they are opening up the first security token exchange in that country. So the EDSX was founded back in 2019 and they had a chance to go through the long arduous compliance process. And uh, I think that took about two and a half years. But this is big because they've already been playing in the primary issuance and the primary markets, but with the security token exchange, now they can play around in the secondary trading market. And so this is gonna be great for retail and institutional players to all get involved and pretty much start giving everybody the liquidity that they always want. So you could probably expect this market to actually go live, I think, in quarter three or just maybe a few months, give or take. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that. You know, we'll cover that as soon as that goes live. But that's great news. And um, I think there's some more news involving stock exchanges. Right, Meg?
2: Yes. So actually, Article 5 is FTX has announced they are taking stake in the stock equities exchange IEX group. And this is going to strengthen the crypto markets. Um, The size of FTX investment was not announced, but it is said to be substantial. And um, this is kind of FTX, I feel like, solidifying its place in the global digital assets market. So we'll see. This is obviously going to improve market structure for investors and in a trusted and compliant manner. But um, it could offer a few synergies between the two. Uh, FTX, obviously... This investment signifies that they're kind of banking on a tokenized world, which is great news for the industry. And, and they're already
1: traded tokenized stocks, so they, they they definitely believe in the power of trading securities.
2: Yeah, they have their hands in a, a few different, you know, places in the market and positioning themselves. Uh, recently announced that Solana, right, is yeah. now being... Uh,
1: the the OpenSea's or OpenSea
2: and Solana now are being... Uh, I mean, they're... The NFTs are being traded on o- OpenSea, so
1: that's big news. Big because OpenSea had typically, it usually been only Ethereum-based blockchain NFTs. So now with the Solana being accepted yeah. into OpenSea, it really kind of opens up the world for a lot of Solana NFT hodlers.
2: yeah, so they've they've got a lot going on. I mean, this also brings value in the sense um, it gives access to a pre- pre-approved securities exchange mm-hmm. overlap in you know multiple. Fan bases, we've got FTX is a huge following, very strong presence in Miami. They, they're they everywhere. We were just, you know, joking. I mean, Are literally they- Literally
1: everywhere. They're in the office building also. it's yeah. a lot of people in the office building. <laughs> <They're but. upstairs. laughs> so
2: yeah, and then developing further broker relationships, which is amazing for everybody involved. And so yeah, FTX, we'll see what they continue to do. Um, and obviously we'll see a little bit more regulation come out of this as well, so.
1: Well, yeah, well that wraps it up on uh, Jason with our industry updates.
3: Hey there, I'm Jason, head of Growth and Ops here at STM and I have some exciting industry updates for you. Let's kick off with three new jurisdictions announcing pro-Bitcoin legislation. That's right, Bitcoin infrastructure developer, Samson Mao took the stage at Bitcoin 2022 conference with legislators from around the world to announce their progress. In Honduras, Prospera is building a market for Bitcoin bonds and there will be favorable tax regulations. They currently have a token on the securitized platform. Check it out. Now moving on to Portugal's Madeira region. They will allow for Bitcoin investors to not pay for personal taxes. Meanwhile, Mexican Senator Indira Kempis announced for upcoming proposed regulation to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender in Mexico nationwide and sent a message to President López Obrador to get coffee and talk through it. Sound familiar? Probably because we all know El Salvador recognizes Bitcoin as legal tender now. And that's majorly thanks to Samson Mao, who stepped down as Blockstream CSO to focus on nation state Bitcoin adoption. So far, so good. I'll take this quick opportunity to plug in Crypto Con Leche, our all Spanish show, which will be covering Bitcoin specifically this coming Thursday. Check it out on the STM YouTube page. Next, We have a power trio, Tesla, Blockstream and Block have joined forces to mine Bitcoin using solar power in Texas. I bet John would want to cover this topic right now. Anyways, Dr. Adam Beck announced at Bitcoin 2022 that scalability for mining using renewable energy is possible. While Blockstream and Block, which used to be Square, built the Pilot Crypto Mine, Tesla will be supplying the solar installation and batteries, which store excess energy for nighttime and non-sunny day mining. Real-time financial and operational information will be accessible to the public through a dashboard, including the mine's hash rate and energy consumption. This comes with the goal to show data for the debate of the off-grade mining's ability to fund solar power expansion. Adam said, if we publish the raw data and the raw financial information, I think it speaks for itself. Congratulations on this joint venture. I can't wait to see the results. Now moving on, in celebration of the 10th anniversary of the JOBS Act, X is launching its own multimedia space called CoreTalkX to share knowledge and stories to improve entrepreneurial access to capital. It'll have a variety of media channels and an open public library for all to participate. Now, who's to lead it? None other than David the IV, chairman and CEO of the investment bank, Wheel & Co., also known as the father of the JOBS Act which helps reshape the future of startups, venture capital, and access to the private markets, most notably for startups to raise capital from retail investors through crowdfunding. Looking forward to Core Talk X. Now next up, we have the Japan Exchange Group. JPX, the operator of the Tokyo Stock Exchange, announced that they will be tokenizing stocks by 2025. More specifically, digital securities, which in Japan, it refers to security tokens. Now, it's important to note that SBI's Osaka Digital Exchange plans to launch its own by 2023, but JPX CEO said, I'm not trying to compete. Now, while this ramps up, JPX's new market innovation and research subsidiary, JPXI, will focus on data and indices and incorporate blockchain technology. Both the Tokyo Stock Exchange and Osaka Exchange's data and digital businesses have been transferred to the new JPXI, consistent with a collaborative message. Now let's fly over to Malaysia, where IBN Highland City is building Genting Highlands, a billion dollar project, yes, Billion with a capital B. This luxury property will have serviced apartments, commercial areas, and five-star hotels. Brazilian entrepreneur Luis Goes, co-founder of LG Bank, is leading the token development for the IBN Highland City fortune towers. He believes the consolidation of crypto assets is shifting the focus toward tangible projects. This project is looking to raise $325 million using 325,000 Hashbrotel or Hashem tokens, that's a thousand a pop, now live on LG Bank. It gives token holders shared ownership in IBM Core with a finished project being delivered in 2025. Last but not least, JP Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon, expresses his value for blockchain technology in his most recent shareholder letter. He talks about the bank's proactivity in the space as he talks about their link blockchain, which allows institutions to exchange payment information, and now even their JPM coin, which clients can use to transfer U.S. dollar deposits. Although there's still more exploring to do, Dimon says he supports JPM clients' desire for crypto and will make access as clean and legitimate as possible without custodying it. Now that's all for me. Now let's go to Jonah
0: for the latest STO updates. Hi, I'm Jonah Schulman, Head of Communications, and I have some awesome new STOs to share with you. But before we do, let's take a quick look at the Blockstream Mining Note performance thus far. This is definitely one of my favorite STOs to watch. And if you didn't know already, this Blockstream Mining Note is a brainchild of Adam Back and Samson Mao, really OGs in the Bitcoin space. And it might be one of the most successful STOs of our time, as they've fully subscribed not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, bear with me, not seven, but eight different tranches of these notes, totaling over 40 million euro via the Stalker platform. Each BMN token grants the investor a 2,000 terahash rate via their mining operations over a three-year time period. The mined Bitcoin is un- accumulated over this time period and distributed to the token holders at the end of the term. And this note just passed day 275 of the 3-year note and has already mined 3.5 Bitcoin. The best part about this investment is that you not only receive distributions of Bitcoin, but you're given a massive upside if Bitcoin rises in price, as well as have the ability to trade your BMN security token on a liquid market. Unfortunately, US investors cannot participate at this time, but hopefully they can soon. So yeah, Bitcoin miners are hot, but you know what's hotter? The Red Frog Beach Island Resort and Spa. Wow, I love this sip of pina colada overlooking the ocean as a part owner of this resort. And that opportunity is becoming a legitimate reality via the co- collaboration with Solid Block, who is a leading issuance platform in our space, alongside Blue Sea Holdings, who is the U.S. holding company of this incredible resort. This resort takes place not too far from Miami and Panama, And you can become an equity holder of the Red Frog Beach Portfolio by owning the FROGI token. With a minimum investment, you can join in any stage of this commercial hospitality development and expansion project. And the Red Frog Beach Resort and Spa is a unique enclave encompassing five miles of some of the most stunning beaches, as well as a deep water marina. With more than 47 million invested to date, Red Frog Beach welcomes more than 10,000 visitors a year to its fully operational resort. So check out this offering at solidblock.co and let me know if you could see yourself vacationing there as well.
4: Hello and happy Monday. The month of April has been challenging for security tokens so far as the market closed down over 10% on the week to $3.651 billion. The two main culprits, Dignity Gold and Overstock. DigMe Gold has traded down to $2.16 per token, giving back all of its gains since the NASCAR catalyst. And since recovering most of its year's losses, Overstock has given it all back as well, trading itself back down to $36 per token. Just one year ago, Overstock was trading at nearly 2x its current price, close to $70 per token. If we look at the macro equity markets, this picture is not unique to security tokens, as investors are struggling to remain bullish while absorbing the hawkish Fed comments on one hand, inflation concerns on the other, and challenges across the globe. For emerging sectors, however, such as security tokens, it's really important to think longer term, and an unsuspecting person is doing just that. Logan Paul. You may know him as YouTuber turned celebrity boxer turned WWE fighter, but you're soon to know him as much more. After raising $8 million, his liquid marketplace is officially coming to life. The idea to take particularly high end items, especially one of a kind pieces and make them accessible to anyone. Somebody who wants to sell their physical item on the marketplace has to have it delivered to a vault. Once in that liquid marketplace possession, the item can then be sold on the marketplace with each token accounting for $0.10 of the item's value. This includes Pokemon cards, famous cards of any sort, and so much more. Those tokens are going to be ERC-20 tokens on the, on the Ethereum blockchain and can be transferred outside of the marketplace, although it recommends users avoiding doing so for obvious safety reasons. But in theory, you can send it to Liquid Marketplace, sell it on OpenSea, and make your money. Now imagine a world where we're tracking the value of all these Liquid Marketplace tokens. That's what tokenization can do. Take those illiquid items, put it on chain, make it tradable, and I can talk about it every single Monday. That's the excitement of security tokens, and that's why we're just getting started. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. Wakey, wakey, welcome to Inside
5: the Metaverse. Ralph Lauren jumps inside the Metaverse, and according to their trademark filings, it sounds like they don't even know what it is. Downloadable computer software? Gotta give it up to them for protecting the brand. Following that, while everyone is trying to create and build, UAE is trying to figure out how they can put police in the Metaverse. They are participating in various virtual crisis simulations using VR goggles, in regards to cyber attacks and drone strikes, saying we are a step ahead of the criminals coming from the Interior Ministry's International Operations Department Director, Major Hamad Katir himself. Up next, Adidas partners with Ready Player Me. And for some of you who don't know, Ready Player Me is a cross-game avatar platform that allows you to explore metaverses with a single identity. That, combined with an AI avatar generator based on your personality, should make for a really fun project. Next, do you want to enter your business into the metaverse? A company called HelpShift will help you do just that with a new product they call the Metashift, which will help brands create an immersive experience and service that they will also provide user support for. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van The
2: metaverse is booming. Thank you, Eve. Um, Let's get into our next segment, the main topic. Has Miami bulldozed Wall Street? What did you say? Has Miami bulldozed Wall Street? So before we get into that, let's talk about our companies of the week. I have two this week, respectfully. I couldn't choose just one. INX and Stoker. Those are my choices. Um, They just came merging, you know, making such a fantastic announcement at uh, during Bitcoin Week 2022. It really shows that tokenization is leveraging on a global scale, you know, multiple assets. And this uh, their announcement that they've, you know, kind of created synergies between each other gives access to such greater opportunities within the tokenization marketplace. So that's why I had to choose them. They announced it at the perfect time. They've got Plenty of news in the pipeline that we will obviously be covering. Um, it's a huge step forward for international business. So between the you know American markets and European markets, I'm really excited about this one.
1: I'll say, and just once again, they made this announcement after they landed in Miami, after they had a chance to shake hands, and it just
2: yeah. once again
1: proves the synergism that's happening in the city on a daily basis, and how uh, this could be a new Wall Street. But uh, we'll and get I wanna, to the topic later. I wanna
2: give a quick quote. Um, well, uh, so this is from Douglas yeah. Borthwick. While well, INX and Stoker inhabit the same security token space, they offer uh, issuers different blockchains and regulatory compliance. So, it, like I said, just gives so many more options in the space. Broadening, you know, what we can really do. Because
1: you know, some some token holders they are very loyal to blockchain. So now they can still maybe yeah. trade securities on another one, but still have their own blockchain that they operate in for the most part.
2: Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my choice, John.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, I'm a little biased, but it's my week is my show. I can do what I want to <laughs> do. Uh, my company of the week is going to be Security Token Advisors. So for those who may not know, the Security Token Market it has a sister company called Security Token Advisors. And they specialize in helping early issuers or develop issuers in really getting that offering all the way completed. So there's different ways we plug into that. We, as in security token advisors, also known as STA, and uh, one of those ways is as an education piece. You know, getting in, letting these issuers know different ways they can structure their offering, marketing strategies so they can get in front of the right uh, the right investor audience based on their regulatory filings, and just kind of taking all those factors into it. But the real reason I chose them is because last week they launched their newsletter. It's actually the third time they've done this. It comes out monthly. The, the first Tuesday of every month, and it really gives an update on all the things that you need to know as an issue that's happening in the industry. It's very, uh, it's very institutional based, and uh, I think that if you were to subscribe to this newsletter, you will definitely know anything that's happening over the past thirty days. Secondly, they also launched their Ask an Advisor which is a, a webinar or a forum that they've been hosting on Twitter. And now you, as an as a, as a, a early issuer or somebody who's curious about the space, now you can come in and ask our expert advisors exactly what's on your mind. I mean, you can even ask how to change a light bulb. I mean, it's fine. We're okay with that. But, uh, yeah, that's my company of the week. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. If you subscribe to the newsletter, then you won't miss the, uh, the asking advisor. They kind of go hand-in-hand They're right after each other. So we yeah. have
2: two amazing newsletters. Definitely check them both out. Um, they're on, you, they can be found on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jonah Shulman, every Monday, he's got one coming out as well called What's Drippin'. So that's a fun spin on not only the tokenization space, but he follows, you know, the industry in general from a broader perspective. So definitely
1: yeah, I mean, you, follow both. Yeah. so Get
2: your weekly reading in.
1: Get your weekly read in. We always have a lot of stuff dripping here out of Security <laughs> Token Market. And Miami. So with that said, let's move on to the main topic.
2: That brings us right to the main topic. Everything's going on in Miami, you would say. I would say.
1: I would think that with the unleashing of the bull by Mayor Suarez, it kind of really signaled that the merging of finance and tech has officially happened. We've had New York and San Francisco kind of collide here in Miami, at least figuratively. And uh, what, what do you think? What, what do you think happened? What was the, the birthplace of this whole idea? The,
2: what really kicked it off in my eyes is Mayor Suarez asking or tweeting, how can I help? Like, And that has stuck with this whole, you know, I want to say movement. You know, I see shirts in Miami, just random people on the sidewalk. The mayor himself sometimes wears the shirts. How can I help? It's really just stood for everything Miami wants to embody and become. Because, you know, places like New York, we see a lot of news coming out. They kind of have to retract their steps. They try and be, you know, welcoming and say, oh, you know, we're going to get on that bandwagon as well. Where we're going to become a, a new place for tech and development to, yeah. you know, really flourish. But New York itself, just this past recently, they said that they are going to outlaw Bitcoin mining yeah, operations. I remember saying that at one time. I, and it's like, how it was can... Impulsive. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still in the works, but how can y- people build in a city that's not welcoming and open to all of these, you know, new people from different places with different ideas? So yeah. I love that. And Suarez I, has positioned us in I, and that and way. I think those
1: cities, eventually, as they start seeing Miami flourish, they're going to start, like you said, start walking back, start realizing yeah. it's reactionary. But by that time, I think that Miami will have soaked up a lot of their talent and lured them in. And I think a lot of that started with uh, uh, Florida in general having really lax COVID restrictions. You well, know,
2: I mean, I I want to say I'm a little bit biased as well. I I, I mean, we're, uh, I, the COVID restrictions here just – in, you know, allow business to take place, and where if we can't, you know, be operating and growing these businesses, it really halts development. So mm-hmm. I totally agree with and you. And beyond that,
1: it's just that when uh, a lot of this was happening in, in, in California, New York, these people they were also working at home. So when you're thinking yeah. about if I'm working at home, where would I want to work from home at? A place that I can probably go to the gym, wanna, to the grocery store, yeah, and go wanna, to the beach. I can go work out here, and then while you're doing that. You're at this grocery store. You're at these restaurants, and you also meet people who are also in these new and exciting fields. And then now it's time for you to move back, and you're like, you know what? San Francisco is expensive. New York is expensive. Right now, Miami's not that expensive, and the things are things are great here. So I think that was uh, that was just a, a lot of. Uh, Sequential events that happens, starts with that tweet. Uh, yeah. It kind of starts letting everybody know that Miami is a good place to come, remote work. From
2: a financial perspective as well, businesses, it's a no-brainer to mm-hmm. operate here compared to New York or California. You know, the the taxes are totally different. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of efforts from the city, the donation uh, from Miami coin, $5 million to the city. Uh, we have just so many Different aspects that city, other places are not offering. Yeah, but- yeah.
1: And I mean, I mean, you have see, you have companies that have moved down here as well. Like I know uh, uh, Peter Smith from Blockchain.com. I mean, his company is valued at fourteen billion dollars. He ended up moving from New York down here. Like these are. These are like big swatches of 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 centers of technology who are coming here, it. and they're not going back. And they're coming here; they're bringing jobs, which means where they're going to get these people to work for these jobs? It's going to bring them from those cities again. So I, I think that's going to keep happening. I mean, we even have a uh, downtown Miami. We have Glozel; they've they got a current security token offering yeah. right now. They they're here as well. They decided to base their headquarters here. So even yeah. the security token space, I think we have uh, an opportunity to really grow here. Um,
2: and it's funny; we've actually seen a lot of the businesses. Kind of capitalize on this new influx of people with this vision to create a different sort of you know way that tech and blockchain is involved in our lives. Um, I just saw the other day, so we have 11 who accepts What's crypto, 11? 11, the uh, it's a club, mm-hmm. a yeah. <laughs> entertainment club yeah, right. here in downtown Miami, very, very popular. Um, they accept. Cryptocurrency. They announced they accept Ape Coin, which is kind of crazy. Is crazy. Komodo announced that through the sale of an NFT, you can, if you're the owner of the NFT, you can order a uh, off-menu dessert only NFT holders have access to. I don't know who else is doing that i mean honestly,
1: i ran to somebody uh who's opening up a lounge on, a, on the north side of miami and they are gonna have uh where you buy nft you have access to a secret menu like komodo but then yeah. they have a upstairs lounge where this nft grants you access and of course you're going to be rubbing elbows with other people in the industry as well but yeah. it's those type of things that really start attracting people when they're on vacation like wow you guys have these features here all of this is going down and then when that happens 11 has opened up a residence where they are also accepting cryptocurrencies for you to buy your unit. And these are units that uh, the the Paul brothers, Jake and Logan Paul, they have access to. These are going up to $40 million. So once again, it's just a lot of money and they're, they're, they're attracting the people in the crypto industry down here. And I think this is going to ultimately be a funnel that gets Miami to be one of the first cities at a mass adoption level to start tokenizing everything. Now that I'm at this restaurant, now yeah. that I'm at NFT, now this, if this restaurant wants to do a security token offering, that I already have an ecosystem of hungry investors. So now the crowdfunding aspect, we kind of just dive right in.
2: Yeah. Um, it's funny. Someone asked me at the conference this past week, they said, uh, I can't believe the amount of advertising dollars that have been put behind advertising for the Bitcoin conference. And I was like, what do you mean? Um, they they said, well, all around the city now there's NFT, uh, there's cryptocurrency, blockchain, all of these different projects and companies advertising. And I said, no, that's always here. <laughs> it's, always here. <laughs> it's, it's not just for the conference. We that's all we see. We saw the Floki Inu <laughs> uh,
1: billboard in
2: on the side of 95. We It, it doesn't end. It, it can't be ignored either. So. There's
1: helicopters. There's boats in the water. Oh, my gosh.
2: The helicopter with the formadow Save a save a Business yeah. or something. It's crazy
1: when you're talking to 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds out here randomly, and they know what rug pull is. Yeah. They you know, they have their wild to They have their whitelist and all these Discord channels they're a part of. It's I mean, it, it's a beautiful time to be in the city. I mean, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for security me. So, I mean.
2: is Miami bulldozing Wall Street?
1: I think we are in mid bulldoze right now. Yeah, I saw under it.
2: construction. <laughs> <laughs> under construction. Here we are. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: our bull was better than theirs.
2: Our bull is better than theirs. That's yeah. a hot take. I'll take that any day though. It is Did literally. You see it, that
1: bull? It's, it's literally hotter here. It's literally. It's literally a hotter bull. Uh, but I mean, that's it for me, man. That's it for me. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out for the ride.
2: Hopefully, uh, you, uh, we'll have Herwig and Kyle back for you next week. But um, in the meantime, if you need us, follow us on Twitter. You know where to find us.
1: All right. Happy tokenizing.
2: Happy tokenizing.